Hey, everybody, it's the R&B Show. Can you dig it? Now, here's Ricardo and Brett. Funkiest opening of any podcast ever. You know that's the truth. All right, Brett? Yeah, Rosie was spending uh, like at least 15 minutes practicing <laughs> yeah, that. I know he, he was. Over and yeah. over and over again. He's a perfectionist. He is. I like that. He's a perfectionist, and, th- and that's what makes and him... And he nailed it. That's what makes him Rosie, though. That, that's our guy, by the way. And welcome to the R&P Show, episode number six. The only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley area. I'm your co-host, Ricardo Arguello, sitting alongside with me, as always, is Brett Christofferson, and bringing you that sultry voice to start off our show is Jim <laughs> Rosendick. Not, He's our on, McLovin. not on camera today. Not on camera not today, on though, camera so, today. you know, the ladies, sorry, ladies, uh, you're, you're, you're out of luck here tonight, but or this afternoon, I should say, but yeah, we are your trio of amigos, uh, getting this all down and ready to go here, episode number six. I know, Brett, you had your doubts again, but here we are back again for another I, I week keep of wait, fun. I keep waiting for the notice saying that this has been canceled, but apparently, what, you're getting some good subscriber numbers going, Yeah, right? you know, some I'm good, trying... Very I'm, good viewership yeah, numbers. Yeah, and, you know, this, again, Facebook. we're just building this. It's like a house. We're building the foundation right it's now. It's like a program. Like, like, let me give you an example. It's because Clubhouse Live started a little slow. Mm. The Varsity Roundtable started a little slow. Our live stream started a little slow. But look what they are! Look where they are at now, respectively. Very, well, very you nice could say though. we were ahead of our time, and, and, a little bit. and going back nine years ago to Clubhouse Live. I mean, Facebook live streaming is a big deal nowadays. Yes. So, uh, and then what? Geez, how long have we been doing games of the week? I think '08 might have been our first season. Yes, let's not talk about that though. No, I, those Don't are the speak dark, of those the dark ages. Yes. Uh, I think we've improved. <laughs> it's quite like a looking bit at your old high school picture. We didn't even <laughs> have Rosie. He wasn't part of the stream. No, he team wasn't. Back no, then. it was terrible. And you know, it, it's like looking at your old uh, middle school pictures. You know, me with my big, you know, big hair. You know, straight <laughs> out of Welcome Back, Cotter, and and, 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 and Brett with his mullet. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea, but uh, yeah, yeah. But, that but welcome. My, that's my Vinny Barbarino. <laughs> yeah, for all the young ones, uh, the, they well, don't know. They have no clue. What they we're don't doing. know about that or the monkey. Stop! Stop right now. Do well, a YouTube and do Welcome Back, Cotter. Welcome to the R&B Show again. Bienvenidos. Uh, episode number six. But Brett, we have a yeah. couple things to kind of rifle through. Here are the main topics that we're going through tonight or today, I should say. Top top thoughts from last week. Football. We'll bring up that right, right away. High school coaches' salaries and the amount of hours that they put in. Good piece done by Scott Williams. We'll talk about that as well. Also on the docket, team of the week, Appleton East girls volleyball. Now, those of you listening on the podcast, you can't see what we're talking about right now, but we have them here. We have some uh, uh, apparel. From the Patriots, their Appleton East girls volleyball. Back here too. There you go, uh, showing that on camera. Thank you, Rosie, and uh, you know, thank you to Bethany Barber for. Uh, I stopped by practice yesterday, and uh, she sent me or she allowed me to use some of these things to kind of for the for the podcast. Going to do this every week, Brett. So if you want to be a featured team on the R and B podcast, please uh, you know text me at or I should say tweet me at PC Ricardo or tweet Brett if you want at PC Brettsy. Don't forget about Rosie at Metal Rosie. But yeah, we'll be talking about the Appleton East girls Patriots. Uh, volleyball team, also boys soccer. We're going to spend some time talking about them. We got a request to talk about mm-hmm. them, and we're going to talk about what's going on there. How come there hasn't been a state team for a while? I uh, did a little bit of research there, Brett, on that. And how can we not do this podcast and not talk about the big game coming up Friday, Brett, between Kimberly Appleton? We're going to be there. We're going to be there. The whole state's going to be there. We're going to talk about at length about that, and we're going to give our predictions. Yeah. So Actually, Rosie and I are heading to Papermaker Stadium this we afternoon yes, for a live okay. stream check. Going to meet Ryan McGinnis and yes, our make friend. sure that we're all connected and good because uh, I think uh, we all know we're going to. This is it's the game of the night in the state. We're gonna have some big, big numbers for that, no doubt. Well, let's let's touch briefly on Bayport Notre Dame. Only well, that's because where we te- were. Technically, last week, yeah, Friday. It's not not in our area, the Appleton area, but it was our first Green Bay only fo- uh, live stream involving football teams. And I, I gotta say, Brett, I was so so impressed with the the setting right off of Mason. There mm-hmm. is Notre Dame, 
and uh, the, the great setting there in terms of the, uh, the aesthetics. It looks great. Fantastic venue for a football game. Had our boy Mike Beal there doing the national anthem. And we saw a pretty good game between Bayport, which I gave some love to in the rankings. We'll talk to that, that in a little bit. And Notre Dame, Brett, your initial thoughts from that. Well, I agree. Uh, the cool thing about Notre Dame Academy and the football field is, is one side is, is a hill. Yeah. I mean, and so people were sitting on blankets, lawn chairs underneath the big trees. and It, it was really Americana. Was a, Americana. It was a warm, warm night, of course. We just got, kind of got through this heat wave here in northeast Wisconsin. So, And two very good football teams. Uh, Notre Dame had a 21-7 lead uh, on Bayport, and then Bayport, uh, what was it? Three, well, what was it, 35-21 was the final, I right, think? Right, and so Krause kind of got that Isaac started. Krause, the quarterback yeah. for Bayport, got him, got him going. Big team, got the running game going. Uh, the quarterback, Krause, did a lot with his legs, a very good athlete. But I, I was impressed uh, in a lot of uh, uh, the viewership numbers were fantastic. As <coughs> excuse me, we looked uh, the other day, me and Rosie. So um, I do want to say this, though. We did get a uh, little, little hate, uh, wondering <laughs> why <coughs> we, <laughs> right. Even yes, though we we're did. based in the Appleton Post Crescent building, downtown Appleton, why we were streaming a, a Notre Dame Bayport game. And I guess I can answer that by saying we are actually members of USA Today Network Wisconsin, which yep. includes 10 sites statewide. Yes. And we have made a very uh, strong push this year and even in recent years to be more multi market than just Appleton based. Now, typically, we do anchor our streams with an Appleton school just because the audience here has been established. However, uh, we had two undefeated teams in Bayport mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in uh, Notre Dame in the Fox River Classic Conference. We thought this was a great opportunity to go up there and maybe start trying to build an audience up there as well. So you're going to see fo folks are going to see more and more multi-market games. Uh, it's just we're a statewide group. We're not just an Appleton Post Crescent group. That's just the sign of the times, uh, how the world's changed, and that's just how we're going to we're gonna go. We, we even talked about basketball this, uh, this December, yeah. Spash. Yeah is going to play Bayport at Bayport. Maybe that's a game we stream because that will be a, a game of statewide interest. So the numbers show that uh, we made the right call because mm -hmm. uh, so far so good, live stream and Facebook right. Live. Uh, we, had a lot, we had a pretty big viewership yeah. numbers there. It's kind of like the sign behind you says, USA Today Network, Wisconsin. Right. I'm going to get Rosie's thoughts <laughs> on, on the logistics real quick of, of Notre Dame and, and, and setting it all up. But, you know, you, Brett, just to kind of add into what you said, you know, last year uh, you guys did an incredible game. Uh, I know because I was covering Kakana and I want to say uh, Cedarburg in the sectional for, for boys basketball. You you guys did that great Oshkosh North Spash match, which turned out actually to be a, wi a whipping. In Marshfield. In, in yeah. Marshfield. Two out of, technically out of Appleton market teams, yeah. but, but here's the thing. Both those are high state-level interest games. It would behoove us for us yeah. to do those kind of games. And that's kind of what mm -hmm. we call ourselves a stream team. We do that in even on news side too, uh, Rosie, with yeah. our Kids in Crisis series. We went yep. did uh, town hall streams at yeah. all well, 10 markets plus Madison. So that's just how it's going to be. Um, a lot of it will still be Appleton-centric because there are a lot of really good high school programs in the Fox Cities uh, right around Appleton. But uh, how do you ignore uh, two 5-0 uh, teams going to that one, both uh, teams in our market, both uh, very good athletic programs in Bayport and Notre Dame. Uh, and so I hope folks could kind of get used to seeing that uh, as we move forward. Yeah, but the logistics of it, uh, uh, Rosie, pretty good over there at Notre Dame. No problems, right? Yeah, no problems whatsoever. Um, they you know, obviously they didn't have uh, an Ethernet port in there, but not many press boxes do. A few, I mean, there's a good handful that do. But uh, the MiFi card, we kept it at standard def. Not my okay, favorite, wrong but with that, hey, though, it looked good still. Still looks good on, yeah, on a mobile device. Exactly. Though. Yeah, still and clean that's, and sharp. As long as you can, you can see it clean and hear it clear. 
nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. So yeah, I was I was very happy actually. But just it the way, out well. yeah, just the way staff structures are now, Ricardo Rosie. This is this is how we're going to be doing right. it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to uh, branch out. We Kimberly Fond du Lac Week One. We're down in Fond du Lac. Yep. yep uh, west of Pierce Xavier just uh, recently. Uh, I'm trying to think Luxembourg Casco yes. and FPL. So we're hitting different markets. Little shoot Wrightstown Week Nine. Wrightstown is a Green Bay and Post Crescent schools, so it's it's both, but. That's just how it is, and uh, obviously now we're picking the best game of the night uh, this week, game, week seven, state game, Kimberly-Appleton yeah. North just happens to be an all-post-crescent uh, game, but still yeah. that's a game of statewide interest that we're also, guys, going to link to all of our sites right. statewide, and yeah. it's going to stream on all of our Facebook pages as well. Well, uh, you know, because we committed ourselves to doing those undefeated teams, Bayport and Notre Dame, the team that, you know, the matchup that kind of, recently became a very marquee matchup was uh, Nina and Kimberly turned out to be a, a very good game going right down to the wire there with Kimberly pulling out that win uh, so I guess people are asking why were you guys there well that's the reason why you know sometimes sometimes it's it's it, like this week there's a lot of good matchups going yeah. on we're yeah. not going to be everywhere but Brett real quick the Nina Kimberly game mm-hmm. we thought well, oh boy maybe maybe next week's game is going to feature two one loss teams Actually, Kimberly ended up winning that game, but that boy, that shows you the growth of Nina, doesn't it, to how well, far they've come? Steve Young's doing a nice job with yes, that program. He He's got some athletes, some dynamic athletes, fast. Uh, and I know Steve Jones, uh, the Kimberly coach, is very concerned about uh, matching up uh, with, with, a, with a Nina team. Mm-hmm. It was a non-conference game, you know, as it, weird as, yeah. as that sounds, uh, technically a non-conference game. But um, it lived up to its hype, you know, and I thought maybe Kimberly was hitting its stride, and maybe they still are. I mean, after what they did to Appleton West, uh, they had their way against the Terrors uh, the previous week. So I thought, okay, here we go. Kimberly's going to make that, that, that run again that we've seen so many years. Uh, but Nina went toe-to-toe with the, the four-time defending state champs, a, a team now riding a 62-game winning streak. So uh, Nina's going to be an interesting team to watch with their athletes, their right. speed, their defense, fast defense. Uh, fast perimeter athletes and, and see what they can do once they make the Division One playoffs. They might make a little noise. Uh, and good to see the Nina Rockets kind of uh, coming back. Uh, that's a big school, and it, 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 I think it's a, a, a good deal when schools like Nina are uh, are playing good football. The proverbial sleeping giant were the Nina Rockets. We always felt, along with Fond du Lac, we always thought Fond du Lac was the same way because just the sheer number of enrollment. That's that what they Kimberly had. used to be. Yeah, I mean, they I agree struggled with you, in yes. football, and they were a sleeping giant. Now look what, what they've become. Well, other big winners, uh, and, and I'm going to get both of your uh, just real quick thoughts on this. Who kind of stands out to you? Other big winners from Friday night: Appleton West, Manasha, Xavier over New London, Wrightstown, Little Shoot over FVL. Uh, real quick, Brett, which team there surprised you the most out of the ones I just mentioned? Uh, maybe Xavier a little bit, just because uh, New London, London yeah. had just come off that yeah, huge upset win over uh, uh, Manasha the week before, and Xavier uh, came at and responded at New London. Uh, Plum and the Fer- Plum and Ferris connection uh, lighten it up again. So uh, I hate to. I, it always sounds strange to say Xavier's a surprise, but uh, given that uh, they lost to West Appear, right. New London coming off the big win over Manasha, I thought well, this might be a maybe. This is New London starting to take off, and they, and they still are. But uh, a, a good bounce back uh, victory for Dave Hinkins and his crew. Uh, uh, kind of looked like Xavier football of old, uh, moving the ball and, and scoring points. Any of those teams catch your eye there, real quick, Rosie? I, little shoot did. Yeah, I, I thought FVL might. It was just the the one game. Okay, well, you know, ru- brush it off and let's go. Let's get back into winning ways. But yeah, little shoot takes the victory uh, there. I mean, to be honest too, I'm a little concerned about West, but they. <laughs> right. I, I thought, oh man, after the drubbing they got from uh, from Kimberly, I didn't know how 
how they were going to show up against East, but they did. But I, I would say Little Shoe was, was mine. And I'm going to agree with you, Rosie, on that one. I thought Little Shoot uh, beating FBL was very, very big. Um, in a way that it, it, and I talked with Coach Wyszkowski on Saturday, BC, and it, it throws uh, an already mess of a conference. And I mean that in the best possible way, by the way. It adds a more of a, a bit of a logjam, which a foreseeable logjam, depending on how this week's games kind of play out, Brett, because like Richkowski said, if things come down, you could talk about there's a potential at the end of the season if they're able to do what they do and, and beat Wrightstown in week nine, what, four teams tied to the top of the conference. Richkowski was really kind of excited about that because that bodes well going into seeding meetings. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the conference stands. Yes. Right now I have them up right here. 5-0 and Wrightstown, then Luxembourg-Casco, 4-1. Little shoot FBL at four and two and Freedom right behind at three and two and I do believe uh, they have isn't uh, doesn't Wrightstown play uh, Freedom coming up this yes, week? Yes, I think they play Freedom. So that's a big game coming go up. To the I'll, I'll go, go to the Wrightstown schedule and see what's coming up with, uh, with the Tigers down here. Wrightstown at Freedom, Freedom Friday right. night. So that's a big big game for the Tigers if they can get past that one. But then they have Luxembourg Casco after that in week eight. And then they close uh, at Little Shoot in Week Nine. That is a tough three-game stretch for the Tigers. It is an awesome three. But but you know what? Everything's in front of Wrightstown right now. I think as a football team coach, and I think you would agree, and you too as well, Rosie. You want that. Everything's in front of you. Everything's in your hands. Your destiny is in your hands, BC. It is. And in Wrightstown, you know how they play. It's smash mouth, yes. uh, ground and pound football. So they're not going to do anything fancy. They're going to take it right at you. They're going to try to possess the ball, control the ball, and uh, we'll see what happens over at Freedom High School. That's going to be a good, good game because of Freedom playing good football as well. You, the, the, Nor the Northeastern is a top-heavy conference, kind of like the FRCC that we yes. saw last week. you got those four teams in, in Wrightstown, Little Shoot, Freedom, FBL, and um, actually five teams. Freedom, Wrightstown, Luxembourg, Casco, Little Shoot, FBL, all battling right now, all jockeying for a share uh, of the Northeastern Conference Championship. But you're right. Wrightstown controls its own destiny, I guess, in that league. If they win out, they're the champs. Did you guys, either you guys, kind of foresee anything like this happening in the Northeastern this year? I thought it was going to be a mess, but I thought one or two teams would rise above the fray. First off, we all thought it was going to be FBL. Then FBL kind of drops back to the pack. Then you see Little Shoot always kind of dark horse every year. And I guess I, I thought perhaps Freedom was going to be the team or Wrightstown was going to be the team that, that kind of rose above maybe the fray. But I like this, though. I like it in mass. I like the controlled yeah. chaos, BC, to tell you the truth. So it keeps things interesting. I know it keeps things, it keeps those athletic directors on their toes when it comes <laughs> to all this kind of stuff because now you're wondering how the playoffs are all going to play out depending on how all those teams uh, kind of finish at the end of the season. And it kind of plays a little bit to my next topic, which is real quick uh, football rankings. Um, Wrightstown should be in there because I voted for them high. Bayport finally got some love. You know, they're ranked number yeah, 11. I got them right here. Only nine votes. They're not even <laughs> the top 10, and they're 6-0. No, look at the teams that are ahead of them. Menominee, Menominee yeah. arguably the top team, in my opinion, Division 2. Well, then yeah. you have well, Waukesha West as well as Division 2. Everybody's 6-0 in the top 10, again, except for Final Act. And, I will, I, and I, look, Bayport, you may get mad at me if you're watching this right now. I will tell you right now, I still think Kimberly, I still think Appleton North and Final Act is better than, better than Bayport. Well, I... I this is where, again, I'd like to see the AP have the seven divisions because you're telling me that Appleton North is not a top ten team in Division One. Of right, course uh, well, they are. I, exactly. I had them as that, but you're right. Some, some, some other voters may not feel the same way. And then you look at Division Two BC. Medium division. The medium division, I'm sorry. Uh, in, in my opinion, Wrightstown, uh, actually, Wrightstown should be in there. They don't have the others receiving votes, but they were in there, Bo. I, 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 Wrightstown's right, right there. There, there we yep. go, yes. Uh, Wrightstown's in there. Um, so Notre Dame drops from one to three after losing to Bayport. Right, and uh, you know, Wright sounds a team. Amherst I think that's, is in that's, that's for that. In my opinion, they're for real. And and well, actually, I may have Luxembourg Casco up there a little bit higher 
maybe some other one. They're still in there. I don't even see them nope, in there. I don't see LC in there at all in the okay. medium. Well, division. that's no good because then they didn't get my vote. I have to double check my voting. What then. is going on with the voting process? I don't know process. what's going on. I'm getting very upset though. Um, but yeah, anyway, if you go down to small division, no surprise there, Fondy Springs. Uh, but none of our area teams are in there. Really, our, our, our smaller schools taking a bit of on the chin this, this year, I, I would say. Brett, I'm going to switch real quick to yep. high school coaches' salary. Scott Williams did a good piece about that, about the hours they put in. And when you think about it, when you add up all the hours and then subtract They're making it, like zero Yeah, they're zero making no money. An hour. They're, they're making waitresses who get tips money, $2 probably <laughs> a, a, an hour with no tips. That's the thing. But for these guys... It's not about that. It's about developing young men. It's about getting the teams going in the right direction. It's about managing, and that takes a lot of time. Underappreciated. They always take a lot of criticisms because of the position that they're in, but, boy, they definitely don't do it for the money, Brad. No, a good story by Scott Williams, our colleague at Central Wisconsin, Stevens Point Journal. Uh, I love this quote from Iola Scandinavia football coach Scott Erickson. The guy, okay. I think he's been there a long time, yes. too. Said high school coaches, we coach because we love the game. I never worry about what the pay is. People in the school district negotiate that stuff. I really don't even know what I get paid. It doesn't matter to me because I love to work with these kids and I love football. I didn't get in this business to get rich, and I knew that. I just love working with my guys. That's why we coach for the love of the game, and that's really why a lot of these coaches, these longtime coaches, can uh, they they do have a love for the game. However, you do see. Uh, the younger coaches with families and time commitments, uh, yeah, they, they maybe only last a, a few years and say, you know what, it's not worth it. So, But uh, for those that have stuck around a long time, it's they're not doing it for the money, that's for sure. And, and there's not going to be pay increases every year. What you get is what you get. It's negotiated through the school district. And uh, you, you, you take it, you sign up for it, or you, they'll find somebody else. Brett, they take a lot of grief from, uh, from parents and school board. No I know this because I'm close with several coaches, uh, some of them who have had, who have been fired. For, for ridiculous reasons, uh, I could go on and on about this. We might hit more about that because there was some of recent basketball coaches who were let go for ridiculous reasons. Uh, more on that, though, in the coming months, though. But, yeah, it's underappreciated. These guys don't get enough, and, and women, I'm sorry, but both genders, don't get enough credit for the hours that they put in. Coaches should be really, really appreciated and valued for what they do. I know coaches have had a big impact on me as a young athlete and as a man, and I'm, I'm assuming the same thing for you, Brett, and you, Rosie. Rosie's in the position. Yeah. He's coaching the fifth yeah. graders. That's He's right. He's coaching the fifth That's graders. Right. So he yeah. is obsessed with his coaching <laughs> the fifth graders. He's the, the old green ball coach, The old ball yeah. coach over there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, let's give some love to these coaches because they, they do this, and they take a lot of, lot of heat for it, and it's not really necessary, in my opinion, if, if we could just dial it back. Uh, on, on, on how we feel our kids are entitled and all that stuff. But we talked about that last week. I don't really want to go on, a, on about it this week because <laughs> I get know, very You know what I like, though, Ricardo, is that you started talking about basketball. You want, let's talk a little bit. No, hoops. no, let's not let's talk, talk about some it. Hoops. In the coming weeks, let's wait until football playoffs are beginning. We'll Ricardo, oh, he opened hates, the door. No, Ricardo hates it when I talk basketball. Yes, I love Even basketball. Even college basketball. NBA training camp Stop. is tipped off. Stop. College basketball uh, preseason is going to be tipping off soon. It's I'd rather talk about early. the it's monkeys. Almost October. I'd rather talk about the monkeys and their <laughs> fake show than this. What we should talk about is uh, how Rosie's doing with the allergies. Yeah, yeah. Rosie. Oh, That's yeah. why he's not on camera. He doesn't yeah. want everybody to see his puffy <laughs> face. Yeah, it's a, it's a struggle right now, but. Uh, it's getting better. It's getting better. You know, I never used to have an allergy problem oh, until man. I got older. That just shows you that we're getting older. Real <laughs> same, same with me. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. I never had a problem with it. All of a sudden, I, I get allergies all the time. Hey, I, but now, now that the heat and humidity are, are, yeah, are gone, that so should maybe, help. Maybe that'll clear yeah. things up. Open the windows a little bit, right? <clears throat> yeah, open the windows. 
I cannot stress how important getting lots of sleep is. Lots of liquids. <laughs> but, you know, I'm coaching now, so it just takes up my whole time. No, I'm kidding. It doesn't. Not the whole thing. Rosie, hey. the offensive coordinator for the Green Berets. The Green Berets, that's your team? How many yeah. offenses have you guys run now? It's like... Uh, uh, we're on our third <laughs> offense now. Sweet. <laughs> Some dissension among the yeah. coaches, I think. Yeah, okay. Hey, uh, we'll, we'll get my, there. My vote is with Rosie because I know he knows what he's doing. You know, I figure, you know, the last week, which is a six-week season, well, we should have it down by that I game. think you should just do a new offense every week. Why and, not? And just you test know? these 10-year-olds and yeah. see if they... Yeah, see if they, if can they don't get it, it, make them run laps. I make him, I make <laughs> him yeah. watch if you saw the old run and shoot uh, from back in the early 90s. <laughs> oh, there we go. Didn't the Oilers run that yeah. or something? Yeah. Yes, I think just go three yards, and three yards in a cloud of dust offense. Just pound, pound, pound. It's fourth and one then. So we can Body left, do student that. body right, just back and forth. Yeah, I like it. Well, our team of the week, Appleton East Girls Volleyball, and I want to thank Bethany Barber, their coach, for allowing me some of the apparel that you see here, for those of you watching on Facebook.com. Why don't you uh, try it on? Crossing. Yeah, I don't think that's going to fit me, Brett. Uh, but, yeah, if you uh, uh, the Patriots, by the way, uh, they're 16-11 and 11 overall. They're 2-3 and three in the always tough Fox Valley Association. They're 2-3, and three, but, Brett, there's some state-ranked teams in there playing in the Fox Bay Association. Sixth place finish in the FBA Fall Classic Tourney. Second place finish in the Hartford Union Tourney. And this past weekend, they were first place in the Appleton East Invitational, which, by the way, I think Little Shoot played in that one too, BC. Team captains are Tegan Whitman and Tiffany Palman. Whitman, by the way, very, very good softball player as well. And uh, this is what Bethany Barber has to say about them. Hey, this group of girls has really begun to mesh well together. We added eight new faces to varsity this year, so there has been a long learning period. The girls are learning to pay attention to detail, have maximum communication and maximum effort, and they're relentless. Uh, the strengths of the team, according to, uh, according to Barber, scrappy defense, they're mentally sound, emotionally high, team-first attitude, learning great ball control, and the veterans. And uh, I'll rattle off this roster real quick. Uh, some of these players you're going to find familiar in other sports, like Lexi Schneider, also a great basketball player, Tegan Whitman, Anna Murphy, Cameron Neubauer, Sydney Olmsted, Kellen Kennedy, Megan Borowski, Tiffany Palman, Victory Campbell, Victoria Campbell, I should say, sorry, Kendall Meisner, she's also our senior spotlight, so look for that on Friday, Chelsea Van Gumpel, she's listed twice on here, that's how good she is, uh, Nevi Busick, Nevi Busick, I should say, Morgan Blob, Marissa Trigiano, and Abby King, again, coach Bethany Barber, assistants Cassie Irwin, Jen Kennedy, and Tammy Whitman. And, Let uh, me apologize to any of uh, the names that Ricardo yeah. has butchered, too. <laughs> no, no, actually, I think I did a pretty good job on them, but uh, by the way, kill leaders, Lexi Schneider and Palman. And uh, if you look at the serving aspect of it, serving aces and that kind of stuff, Tegan Whitman's leading that, uh, blocking. Again, you, you see some of the taller girls do, doing their thing with Neubauer and Schneider, also Palman in there as well. Hey, the best digger is Whitman. So those are some of the, uh, the great individual talent that you see on Appleton East. Also on assists, look at this, they kind of spread out a little bit with Kennedy, just a freshman, by the way, and Meisner, along with Murphy. So, uh, again... Appleton East Girls Volleyball, our team of the week. Thank who's, you so who's much. next week's team of the week? Well, we don't know yet. I usually leave that open for a little bit, and we'll see if anybody kind of sends in a request, and then they're obviously first on the list. So if you'd like to be featured as a team of the week on the R&B show, send me a tweet, at PC Ricardo, and uh, I'll get you in there right away. We'll, I also have to pay a visit to you know the school in terms of maybe visiting the, the bookstore or whatever to get maybe some apparel or some knickknacks, as it were. Uh, next topic, Brett, boys soccer. And this was requested of us yep. by a viewer, and mm -hmm. I was more than happy to uh, engage with them. Now, listen, it's, it's a rough stretch for area boys soccer, and I say this with all respect in the world. Uh, none of our area teams are in the top four or top ten rankings of any of the four divisions. Uh, is this just a rough stretch? I mean, is it just like maybe a downturn? Is it cyclical competition maybe from other sports kind of pulling maybe some of those soccer players away? And I say this, BC, because 
WIA State has seen a dearth of area teams the last few years. Seymour made it last year, Kimberly in 2015, but nobody in 2013 and 2014 made it down to Uline. I find that shocking because uh, up to that point, they had made their mark at Uline. Xavier won the state title in 2012. Appleton North and FBL were in the title games in 2010. FBL won the title in 2009. I was there. And Nina won the title in 2007, beating Catholic Memorial. I mean, uh, so look at, take a look at those kind of championships and then where it's kind of ended up now is, is, is shocking and surprising. I'm sorry, uh, Nina, what, Nina beat Milwaukee Marquette. It was FBL that beat uh, Catholic Memorial. But Brett... Mm. Is it maybe other sports pulling their way? Is this just a downturn? It's, it's hard to say, isn't it? It's hard to say. My guess is it's cyclical. I think it just happens. Uh, soccer is such a – there's strong roots in soccer in the Fox Valley. I mean, a lot of good programs over the years. So I, I just think it's one of those where it's, you know, it's just going through a cycle right now, and who knows, in a couple of years, maybe we got uh, two or three teams that are state-ranked. Uh, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Well, it's, it's hard to – it's really hard to, to know the, the true – reasons behind the, the, the at least the, the perceived decline? We, in my opinion, it may be not because these current coaches aren't, aren't up at the level as the previous ones. It's just there's been some turnaround there. Kelderman left from Nina. Our friend, Nate Warner, has coached both Appleton North and Nina at times. So you see some kind of flux there. And those are some of our premier teams. Same thing with Xavier. They've had some turnover there at the top spot. Uh, Go, and goes back soccer. to the uh, the coach's story, right? Yes, maybe maybe it's. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to speculate on that. But I, I think it's you when when the, when the turnovers at the top. Sometimes it flows down, you know, throughout the program. This I do know. If, if you ever out, you know, driving around in Appleton, you see that the interest is there. Soccer is alive. It's thriving in the Appleton area. But yeah, it's kind of surprising to see our teams not there at the state tournament because for years they were there. And it's not just the boys. It's the girls, too. Winnikani made it last year, but we haven't seen a Division One girls team yeah. make it to state in a while from our area. I think it's been two or three years. So for folks out there wondering, I believe it is also cyclical. It's going to be a time where, where it's going to bounce back. But right now, yes, there's no teams ranked in the top ten of the four divisions. That is shocking. It's surprising. But when you hit the postseason, you never know what's going to happen. Right now, Green Bay area has some very good teams up there. They're, they're kind of in the way to get to state, so that may actually play more of a factor. It's just the better teams right now are up in the Green Bay area, as much as it pains me to say that, Brett. I, I tell you, interest looks looks high on my when I take bike rides. I'm going yeah. past. I mean, there's soccer fields are full, You know, yeah. whether it's USA Youth or last night I, I, I rode through Sunset Park in Kimberley, and there's a big soccer practice or a couple of them going on. So it's not, it's not for lack of interest, that's for sure. It's soccer is as healthy as ever. Well, you know, and, and that kind of segues into some of these other sports, BC, if you don't mind me. Uh, Go for just it. Just going into this a little bit. The, the vo volleyball rankings. By the way, Kakana Boys Volleyball is our special guest tonight uh, on the Varsity Roundtable. Yeah, what time is that? 7 o'clock, so please check it out if you can. Uh, Kakana is ranked number 4. Appleton North is ranked number 7. So uh, big, big game between those two actually recently that Kakana was able to pull out in terms of the victory. In the girls' side, Nina is now number 2 in Division 1. They have rocketed, oh boy, that's a horrible pun, right up the standings, or on the rankings I should say, up to number 2, Appleton North and Honorable Mention. So those two squads uh, are, are thought of highly in Division One, Little Shoot, number seven in D2. They actually suffered their first couple losses of the year. You knew they weren't going to be undefeated. No team finishes undefeated no. in girls' volleyball just because of all the tournaments that they play, and they always play the toughest teams, usually from our area. They'll, they'll play the other top teams. So Little Shoot, number seven, Xavier's honorable mention. By the way, Xavier took a big hit. Uh, I, I got an actual text from Liz Gregorski. She broke her pinky. 
and is mm. out for the year That's too bad. for the Hawks. The University of Wisconsin recruit, that is going to hurt the Hawks. She's one of the top players in our area, so we bid her well, hopefully, with the, with the recovering from that injury. Can't she play with a club? No, that, they don't well, allow that. Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick Perry's going to play with yeah, the club exactly. on Thursday night. I think it has something to do with the hitting. Well, come it on, use your the club and just yeah. go. But uh, best, best, uh, best of luck to, to Liz, by the way. Friend, friend of us, friend of our show. She was, she was she's on the round a few table. weeks ago, right? Yeah, uh, Hilbert, number five in D4. That's another uh, uh, volleyball team to keep an eye on uh, in, in the smaller school rankings. Uh, Brett, here we go. Switching topics to the big game. <laughs> Well, I and, thought you were going to talk about your love for UW lacrosse and that no, visor you always wear. No, 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 no. You know, no, I'd just, be happy to get you a UW Stevens <laughs> Point one. I, the you, only get, purple I'll wear. If if you if you get me one, I'll wear it. Actually, uh, I, get, I, I like I, visors. I do too, and I should get myself a pointer visor. I I, I have I, I love visors. I love wearing them because it shows off. You know why? Because I get the best of both things. It shields the sun and it shows off my my fantastic luxurious black hair. <laughs> uh, you know, when I go to Shields, <laughs> I never see a lot of stout stuff. It's always everybody yeah. else. Why they hate on stout? Yeah. Oh, like, it's, it's because on, UW Stevens Point is clearly the best school in that, in that conference. <laughs> W-I-A-C, right? Yeah, W-I-A-C. Well, that's because Stout Superior, they might as well be on the moon, man. It's, yeah, like, it's suppose, all far yeah. away. You know? no, they can't get their apparel over yeah, here. I'll, like, I'll give you some pointer apparel. Okay. Maybe we'll next uh, week I'll, I'll wear my pointer shirt. For there you go. The go shirt, yeah, right? I like it. Yeah. Yes. Go for Again, it. Again, the only purple I wear. Get out of here with that. Anyway, uh, look ahead to yes. our live stream, the big game, Appleton North and Kimberly. We've been waiting for it all year, and we can't think of a better way in terms of how both teams are coming into it. Appleton North, their only loss was, is to Fond du Lac, mm-hmm. and they've been playing much better since that game. Kimberly has had tough games against Fond du Lac. They just survived a, a tough game against Nina. And, and I will say this, and I stand by my statement, Appleton North is a confident team. I talk to the coaches. I talk to the players every week. They're a confident team going Careful into Kimberly. Careful saying that now. Yeah, I know. Some people take, take umbrage at it. But it's not, it's, it's not because I'm not talking to these players. I'm not just making this up. They're telling me this. Kimberly also also very wary of Appleton North. Why? Because in, in the games where they're even supposed to win, Brett, they're last close. year we saw Appleton North, a decimated Appleton North team, still play them tough. And now Appleton North has all their people. They had all the, all the bullets in the, in, in the, in the gun for, uh, in terms of an analogy there. But uh, they're ready. They're ready. Well, that's what makes it a good rivalry. Right. Uh, it's always uh, they're always competitive games, and boy, I, I just I'm really I guess the matchup that I want to see is that big offensive line for the the Lightning going against the Kimberly defense. What what how is Kimberly going to stop that running attack? Will Stewart, Ian Latch, even Carter Robinson's got some wheels at quarterback. I, I have no idea, but that, how many 300-pounders are on that offensive line? I think Steve Jones said it's, it's, oh, there's three. it's the biggest offensive line he's seen at the high school level. Mm-hmm. It is like a college type of offensive line, even an NFL type. Yeah. You know, a bunch of 300-pounders that are good. So uh, I don't know. It's going <laughs> to be a heck of a game, and I think it's going to be back and forth. So you know it's going to be back and forth. But how does the Kimberly defense stop the North running attack? Because North, as I said, with the big line and those two running backs – in, and we talked about it with Wrightstown. They're, they're going to pound, they're going to ground, and they're going to possess the ball and try to keep that Kimberly offense off the field. Now, Appleton North, really on, the, on the flip side, their defense has to deal with a Kimberly team. They, yes, perhaps they underperformed against Nina. Coach Jones basically admitted that. Uh, but you think they're going to have two bad games in a row? I don't foresee that well, you got to give Nina credit, though. I do give Nina credit, but... They, but, but it, when Rosner is what, what he was like two for ten. Yeah, that was. It was like a really strange thing. He yeah. has not done that all year. It's almost an anomaly. He really had to rely. I expect him to be game. a lot more accurate this week. And not that's not a dig at Appleton North. It's just you don't you're not going to see Rosner have back to back games where he has poor accuracy. 
the, it's going to come down, in my opinion, to can DJ Stewart, and, and he has been their bell cow all season long, they're going to rely on him again. He's going to have to come through with the big run because I think it's going to come down to final possession. That is my prediction. It's going to come down to final possession. I agree. I think I think whoever has that ball last uh, wins the game. And if you want, are you going to ask my prediction? Yes, right I am going to ask your prediction. I'm going to ask you, and Brent, I'm give mine. <laughs> I'll say that I said this to Rosie before too. I can't pick against a team that's won 62 straight until they lose a game. Okay. Uh, how many times have we seen it? The last two state championship games, they've had a battle okay. back. Uh, Fond du Lac in the playoffs last year, they had a battle back late. Fond du Lac in week one, they had a battle back late. Nina last week, they had a battle back late. Somehow, some way, they always make the plays when they have to at crunch time. And uh, that's going to be my prediction again. I think, I think Appleton North is going to probably have the lead, and Kimberly's going to have to make some plays. And, and my prediction, based on history and the culture of that program, that's what I'm going to say. I think, I think Kimberly's going to make the plays at the end, and it's going to be a very tightly and hotly contested uh, matchup. Uh, there, there's going to be some very uh, intense uh, moments on, in, in that game and probably on both sidelines, too. Rosie. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to predict, let's see, I'm thinking that North is probably going to lead most of the game, but I think Kimberly pulls it out late. But if North would win, not a shock. Not a shock at right. all. Not a shock. Totally. Wouldn't surprise me at all if this they won. Is, this, but is a, I, this is a good, good game. I mean, this, yeah. is a, this is a close, close matchup. Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I said it from the beginning that if Kimberly was going to lose this year, we both thought it was either going to be against Fond du Lac, the possibility I'm talking about, mm-hmm. it's yeah. going to be either against Fond du Lac or it's going to be against Appleton North. And for me, I've seen Appleton North play. I think the Lightning end the streak. Mm. And I think it's going to be incredibly close. It's gonna, the lead change is going to happen. But I think, and this is why, I think Appleton North is going to have that ball last. For some reason, either a turnover or something, and Kimberly doesn't turn the ball over, something's going to happen where Kimberly is, is going to make that mistake that they never make because I guess I'm going by odds. I guess I'm going like they haven't done that. you know. But this is a game I feel it may happen. And I think Appleton North with that big old offensive line, I think they're going to do just enough to punch it in at, at the end and get that victory. It's going to be an entertaining game. It's going to be a fantastic game. Again, I agree with you. I wouldn't, early, I wouldn't be. Ricardo. I wouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. I would. Yeah, I will. I wouldn't be shocked if Kimberly won the game. Don't don't get me wrong. I think a lot of people still favor them. I just think Appleton North. They have been waiting for this. Their coaching staff. I think this is the game that they're going to actually pull it out. And this is by no means a bad reflection on Kimberly because no. Kimberly, in my opinion, is still the odds-on favorite to win the D1 title. I'm still picking them to win the D1 title. I just think in this game, I think Appleton North is going to is, is going to get that victory. It's, we all agree yeah. it's going to be super close, yeah. and yeah, I, it, it, it could go. It's a coin flip uh, the way this is really set up. Two yeah. really good teams. You guys have really score good, predictions? Really no, no, no. <laughs> it's, 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 by the way, it's just a prediction. It's not like a, it's really nothing to program. live or die by. It's, you know, it's just a prediction. But uh, I think Appleton North's confident, man. I talk to them every week. I talk to them every week, and I know that they're healthy. They feel like if this was going to happen, if this was going to be the game, this is the time to do it. And what the heck? I'm rolling the dice. I'm saying Appleton North is going to get there. Yeah. By the way, get, get there early. It's at Papermaker <laughs> Stadium. Yeah. I, otherwise, you'll be parking in Little Shooting. Yeah, I know. I know. Bridge to get to, to the stadium. Yeah. So yes. uh, I would highly because you and I, Rosie, are going to get there. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Well, we're going to talk to Ryan McGinnis this afternoon and yeah. say what time are the gates opening? <laughs> They're probably opening a little bit earlier than normal. Yeah. So we want to make sure we have plenty of time. That to set is going to be a jam-packed place. But oh, another thing too. I mean, I. Uh, kind of hopping on what ricardo said they are uh, hungry uh, north is because one of uh one of my ball players 
his older brother plays on okay. North, and they are just chomping at the bit to play this game. No, you, you say that, it. though, but keep in mind, Kimberly's chomping at the oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, it's no, not no, like Kimberly's they're ready just, for oh, this and I was And so. I was not insinuating that Kimberly would not be ready for this right. game because their coaching staff, in my opinion, is the best in the area. They, they always have their plays, and they've, they've been through this before. Yeah. But rare, it's rare when they go against a team that is, in terms of the roster, almost just as talented as they are. You saw it against Fond du Lac. I thought Fond du Lac had them perhaps on the ropes there they for were, a while. But again, yeah. they somehow pulled yeah, it out. Yeah, and that's it's why I think... I don't want to add a, <laughs> a condition to my pick, but if Appleton North has the ball last with the score tied or, or they can take the lead, I think Appleton North punches it in. That's my, that's my, my prediction, actually. But uh, I still think Appleton North, for some reason, is going to pull out this win. And, again, that's no reflection on Kimberly. In my opinion, Kimberly still is the state champion. They're going to they're win it this year. Uh, but maybe you know, the, win, the streak, win, streak comes to an end. That may be the best thing for Kimberly. They don't have that anymore on their shoulders for this yeah. game. So well, yeah. they, they've got 62 in a row, a state record, <coughs> the nation's longest winning streak, and it, it's hard to see that that, that, that that might last for a while in the state record. If they, beat, if they beat Appleton North, oh boy. I think that streak's going to last yeah. easily until next year again. Yeah. So it's not a problem. Well, we'll see because that. there could be anticipated matchups in the playoffs with uh, Fond du Lac or Appleton North as well. Okay. So don't uh, – and me, you, even Bayport. Uh, uh, Bayport looked pretty good as well. No, uh, not Bayport. No. So we'll Carl's see. Not a believer <laughs> Let's Bayport not look too far ahead. We can't even talk yeah. hoops. We're not going to look uh, yeah, too Yeah, exactly. By the way, can I say live coverage? Uh, will kick off Friday night at uh, 6.45 on yep. postcrescent.com. All of our uh, sister sites will have it streaming as well. Yeah, and then Facebook.com uh, slash postcrescent will have it as well. Again, 6.45, so definitely tune in, please. Hey, uh, to the game of the century. Yes. Yeah, uh, by the way, <laughs> give a shout-out to our, our sponsor, Memorial Floors and Greenhouses, for, again, doing a great job sponsoring our show. Uh, Rosie, anything to add? If not, I'm going to wrap this baby up. I just would add that uh, blessed to be able to watch teams yes. like this in our area. I, I, yep. And thank you, Rosie, for bringing that up because I don't think athletes in our area get enough credit. In my opinion, I don't care what anyone else says, this is the hotbed for athletics. Well, the numbers show it. Sports. Yeah. The numbers so, show it on uh, our streams. I mean, it, it is, it is yeah. yeah, we're lucky that we have what we have around yeah. here. A lot of, not just Kimberly and Appleton North, but in all sports, a lot of yep. really good teams and programs and and good kids, too. Well, yes. do you agree with our prediction? Send us your thoughts, again, at PC Ricardo for me, at Brett, at Brett C for Brett, or at Metal Rosie. Uh, give us your thoughts. Give us your predictions if you want. Actually, on my, on my Twitter, Brett, I do have the poll out there who's going to win, Appleton, North, or Kimberly. So go ahead and do it, and uh, we'll talk about this next week. Sounds good. Sounds great. All right, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the R&B Podcast. Check us out again uh, on, by the way, you can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Uh, become a subscriber, please. But check us out again next week for another episode of the R&B Show every Wednesday at noon. Until then, everyone, have a great week. See ya.